0: Today is March, no, not March, May. Today is May 21st, 2020. Um, I'm obviously losing track of days amidst this um, quarantine. But this ramble is about the newest album from Charlie XCX, which is titled How I'm Feeling Now. Charlie XCX is Charlotte Acheson, Acheson, at h I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce her last name, but I'm not here for pronunciations. But Charlie here is a 27-year-old pop artist out of England, the United Kingdom, the land of the Brits, um, who is one of my favorite pop artists right now and has a one of the most interesting careers up to this point um, because she first started releasing music in the early 2010s with mixtapes you know, just whatever she could release to get um, attention. But she went on a stretch between 2013 and 2014 where she contributed to three of the biggest pop songs or just biggest songs worldwide. Um, she wrote the hook for Icona Pop's um, electro-pop track, I Love It, she wrote the chorus and hook for the rapper, the Australian rapper Iggy Azalea, um, the song Fancy. And then she released her own single off of her second studio album, Sucker, which was titled Boom Clap. Um, all three of these songs reaching Billboard Top 10 and probably reaching all of these charts that I don't particularly care about or have ever paid attention to. But for the point of this, um, the point of this point she had released or contributed to three of the biggest songs in the world. And um, at this point, she had released two studio albums, Sucker and True Romance. And for me personally, I remember at this time, knowing who she was, I'd heard the songs, um, I'd even listened to kind of some of the songs off those albums. But in my mind, I had pigeonholed her into this place where She's just one of these pop artists who understands the formula to writing um, pop songs that are just radio hits and she, you know, she gets the equation to all this and that's not something that really appeals to me. And I don't really think it has a lasting effect. You know, it it doesn't have a successful um, future. You know what I mean? I say, you know what I mean? Like somebody's listening to me, but I'm just talking to myself. But in 2017, she went on to release the mixtape titled Pop 2, which was much more experimental in nature, much more ambitious compared to her previous releases, um, working with PC Music, a music collective out of um, the United Kingdom, a pop music collective that she has still been working with to this day, um, working with A.G. Cook, working with Sophie, one of my favorite um, artists right now, or at least her last album was one of my favorites. Um, and I really love this release. I love a lot of songs in that release, and it seemed to be pretty forward thinking of the time. and still even, you know, three or four years re- um, removed from it, is very forward thinking in the production of it, um, like the 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 colorfulness, the parts distortion, the parts sparkly high pitch, um, the vocal alterations. It's very futuristic. And she went on to follow up Pop 2 with last year's album, her third studio album, titled Charlie, another album in the mold of Pop 2 that is experimental. And even parts of that are just kind of like avant-garde, unlike any pop songs I'd ever heard. And... Sometimes missing, but most of the time hitting for songs that I really, really loved. I think it's a really, really great pop album that um, I still listen to today. And so obviously, I have been anticipating what her next release would be. But in this case, it was kind of weird timing because she, without me even knowing, decided to create an album from scratch during the global pandemic quarantine um, and she created it in six weeks and like I said I had zero idea she was doing this I literally just woke up on the Friday morning um, opened my Spotify went to the new music like I usually do on Fridays and it just appeared and I was like what in the world what is this I, I kind of thought it was like an EP or maybe it was like throwaway songs or something and I started googling and it was like a new album And so I had to listen. Um, And right off the start, I think that this might just be her best album, Um, which is really insane considering how fast she made this. Um, But I think the thing that I love so much about this album, amongst many things, is how tight it is, how anxious it is it has a certain feeling that is very pent up. Uh, Is it pent up, bent up? Whatever the phrase is, pent up frustration. Um, Just very like we're all in bubbles, and we are all in bubbles right now to certain degrees. But the album has this quality to it that at any point is just going to burst. And can be highlighted in a lot of songs. I mean, like right off the bat, it opens up with Pink Diamond, which is just immediate right from the start. Literally, as soon as I put this album on and I heard the beat to this song, I thought, oh my God, this is, this album is going to be bonkers. And although it doesn't really match this kind of energy for a lot of the album, it's an incredible opener. Um, Huge Sophie vibes on this track and the production of it the booming beats, the glitchy, chaotic synths that are like splashing and in and out and just like, you know, just reworking your brains. Um, and there's periods of like that monstrous, distorted electronic instrumentals on here that are very harsh and sometimes almost too harsh, which is kind of a theme on the sound I will address. But um, I really love the song, the... <laughs> The opening, I just want to go real hard line that gets repeated over and over and over is perfect in this song. I mean, she wants to go real hard, and she goes real hard on this song. Um, she follows up these songs with a couple that I really like, but just the ones I like to highlight are Claws and Seven Years. Um, Claws being one of my standouts, and a track that has production help from Dylan Brady of 100 gex, a group that is one of the weirdest groups I've ever listened to um, suggested to me by Faber. And this song is so obviously produced by Dylan Brady if anybody has ever listened to 100 Gex, um, because the track is super surreal, that super surreal pop over the top um, has that spazy like just that spazy chaotic feel to it. Um, the booming distorted bass, the vocals on here are incredible. Um, the 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 catchy hook, the I like I like I like I like I like everything about you. I mean, is so freaking catchy. It's just unforgettable. Um, and I find the style of this delivery to be very interesting because it's like very robotic. Not just in the production style, because it obviously is. Um, it is obviously vocal you know, the pitch is altered or whatnot, but the the delivery itself is very artificial intelligency, and I think fits into the um, aesthetic of the song just absolutely perfectly. And the outro on this thing is really cool. It kind of has that, like, hyper-speed-sounding techno that traditionally I don't really like sounds like this that are, um, or at least I don't like sounds like this in techno songs where it's like a lot of build-up to... Like you know, let's just hit the button on the laptop that that starts the the uh, the bass drop or whatever. But I find this to be very natural in the song, um, which is followed up by Seven Years, another one of my favorites that is a very intimate song. Um, and it's interesting because this this album has this album basically has like two different modes. It has the pent up. I don't even know if that's the right phrase, but the, the, um, the pent up, I'm just going to say it, pent up, frustrating, anxious pop bangers. And then it has these songs and periods, which are sparkly, colorful, twilighty, um, songs that are very confessional and feel very much like they are addressed to a specific person or, you know, are kind of like therapeutic for herself. And this will be one of them very intimate track. And it's not in, in the scope of like pop music um, in general, it's not that soft sounding, but amidst this album has a very softer sound, a much softer sound. Um, And the vocal deliveries are fantastic on here. They have that quality of like reaching out to somebody. The song is very clearly addressed to a certain person, not that, I don't pay attention to lyrics, I never have, and I probably never will, but just the deliveries itself um, very much feel like they're addressing, you know, a certain person. Incredible Hook, um, the instrumentals are pretty small on this thing, but I think are fantastic. Um, Forever and Detonate, I think, are pretty good songs. I don't really have a lot, whole lot to add. I think that they're generally pretty good. Um, but Enemy was another one I wanted to highlight, which comes in the middle of the track listing, because... This one was the first, it's the first song in the track listing that feels um, like anything else that has come before it. Definitely 80s influenced. Um, Sounds like straight up Depeche, Depeche Mode, I can't even say Depeche Mode. Sounds like straight up new wave 80s Depeche Mode just got launched into 2020 and wrote the instrumental for a pop song. And I love, love, love the instrumental in this thing. That, that synth is just super, I don't know what the right word is. I just think it sounds fantastic. Um, And the bass and beat combo on here is very simple. And I think that carries the song very nicely um, without, you know, trying to sound um, forced. It's not trying to like stand out in the song. Um, the vocal alterated auto tune, I think works really well, has a very futuristic feel to it amidst an instrumental that is kind of throwback. It's like, it's like a nostalgic song while also being a futuristic song. And the clash of those two are really awesome. Um, and the twinkly instrumentals that come into in the middle and the ultra I really loved. Um, the, but at this point in the album, um, this is kind of my one issue with the album. At this point, the three tracks that follow Enemy feel not... They don't... I shouldn't say slow down. I guess they do slow on the flow, of it, but, but feel a little less energetic than everything that's come up to this point. I finally understand. Um, I actually like the song a lot. And... I think the general vibe to the song where it's kind of like sounding almost disinterested um, works really well. It's just very relaxed. You know, it's just like, it's another one of those songs that feels, I don't know if intimate is the right way to phrase it, but just feels like one of those days where you're just chilling and you just don't want to, you just don't have any emotion, you know? Um, And, I think it's a really, really simple song, but really effective, and I think the song's really good. But in its place in the track listing, it starts to to trigger these three songs in a row that are just very without um I'm I'm struggling here to say what I'm trying to think. I don't know, it's just the next song, C two point I think is the worst song. Um because well I shouldn't say because I, I this this song is actually a rework of Click, which appeared on last year's album, Charlie. And I didn't like the song then, and I still don't like it. Maybe I just don't like it now because I didn't like it then. I don't know. Maybe I didn't give it a proper chance. But I find a lot of this song to be extremely boring. Um, the broken-up, distorted instrumental, I think, just sounds bad. Just It hurts my ears. It doesn't sound good. It, the mix of it is just legitimately not good um and i don't find the repetitive nature of the song to be very memorable i think it's just like an, an instant skip honestly i think it's a bad song um the next song party for you i think is another good song like i finally understand but it's just slow um and there's nothing wrong with it being slow it's just that up to this, you know, to this point, I've gotten two or three songs in a row that are kind of like we're losing energy, we're losing steam. Like what happened to the, what happened to the bangers of Pink Diamond? What happened to Claws? What happened to Seven Years? These songs that were just so in your face um, and so, so passionate. Um, now, let's just say I do like Party for You. I think it's a good song. I think the vibe of it is very vulnerable. You know, the song is obviously admitting that she's throwing this party for this one specific person and she doesn't care if anybody else shows up. She literally only threw it for the one person to show up. And I think the periods in the song where she's doing that high-paced, or sorry, high-pitched, fast-pacing singing is really fantastic. And she has a really, really great knack for these periods where she just sounds not loud, but just like sings as high as she possibly can, but does it fast. I think she's like mastered that. It's a really weird niche, I guess, that she operates in. Um, but I think like the um, the periods where it's these electronic instrumentals that sound almost woodwind-y-ish, uh, it sounds like flutes or something, um, work really, really nice. And I think it's a really tri- chill track. And I like the aesthetic of it, but again, it's just, the point at which it comes is weird, but it follows with Anthems, which is the most bananas, bonkers pop song I'm surely going to listen to this year. It is Out of Freaking Control, again produced by Dylan Brady of 100 Gex. And my God, this song, I'm like, I'm just thinking of it in my head right now, and it just is... It's insane. Um, and I knew it from, like, literally as soon as I heard that that repeating, um, almost percussive-sounding rave pop electronic instrumental, as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, my God, this song's going to be absolutely insane, and my God, it is. Um, the manic vocal deliveries that Charlie has on this thing, the like i said those those electronic rave techno instrumentals the electronic just like that um it, it sounds like a drum it sounds like a like a like an electronic drum, but it also has you know pitch to it that is just incredible um and when the hook comes in, the beginning of the hook has that feel like of a pump up you know like uh, let's get to the to the bass drop, and then, my God, when that beat hits and the hook repeats, it is just like, it's like one of those things where, you know, ultimately pop music is just kind of like a formula. Uh, or like a lot of music is a formula. And it's just to trigger, it's to get this point in the song, to get to this point, to get to this point, A plus B equals we're gonna get to C. And the lead up to this beat hit and then the feeling in my ears when this beat hits is just like, Oh my God, she solved it. She has solved this experimental rave pop. Um, just absolutely explodes. I feel like this song most accurate accurately portrays the feeling of this album, which is the super loud, super anxious, like I'm losing my mind in my room all day feeling, and I just want to, ha- I just want to party, like I don't, I'm so sick of this, is what this song so perfectly conveys, um, and I freaking love it, um, and then it follows up with Visions, which I think is a nice finisher, um, not a standout track for me, but I think it's pretty good in the track listing. it has that sparkly production, the robotic sounding vocals, twisting and turning, um, and I particularly like the way that it, the outro comes. Um, the the transition of it, where it just slowly turns into the full instrumental, um, like DJ techno type stuff, is really nice. Um, that the drum is like feeling heartbeatish, um, and it has like this packed up anxiety that eventually releases. Um, again, kind of ending how it started with that pure energy um, another song that kind of reminded me of some production that Sophie makes and Al and and as soon as it ends it feels like a release it feels like it feels like um, it feels like a bubble has burst in my ears um, and I love this album I think this album's awesome um, I think that the to, not to go back to the the parts I didn't like, but that period where it just kind of slowed down slows down and loses energy, I think if she would have added like one more just flat out banger to this thing, it would have been like tier one for me. Um, but I'm going to put it in tier two because I think it is just missing that one thing, but I think it's just absolutely fantastic. Um, is it her best album? I don't really know at this point. I think that all three of her albums, weirdly enough, have similar futuristic, forward-thinking sound, but are all done completely differently. Um, and it's weird because I sometimes I'll listen to this album and then it'll end, and will um, like go to the Spotify radio to play the next suggested song or whatever, and it'll play a song off Charlie, and it sounds so radically different while still being the same idea. It's like she's she's dealing with a, a genre here of experimental pop, which in my mind can only go so many ways. It seems limited, but she is she is breaking boundaries that I didn't even think in my mind could be broken, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I think that I think with this release that she has proved that she is one of, if not the most forward thinking pop artists we have right now. Um, I think she is hitting home run after home run after home run. And I just love this album. I don't know what else to say, other than I love it. Um, it's going to my tier two. I think it's strong contender for pop album of the year. I would be surprised if somebody beats it. Here's the hope thing that somebody does, because if they do, they released a really, really awesome album. And I will obviously have to keep looking forward to releases from Charlie in the future.